1: doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought-provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well being.
0: We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps.
1: If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being.
0: So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch, and get real.
1: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are back at Be Real. This week, it's at Nisha Diana, are you here? It's summer. We're still doing a podcast. Are you still here with me?
0: I'm here. (laughs) Fully present. I had my moment. I'm back here. I'm here today. Yeah. And I'm here for all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've had a morning. How about you?
1: I have too. I think it's interesting um, because I'm not sure what month of the pandemic that we're in, but- 20. Month 20.
0: April, May, June, July. Is she counting,
1: guys? Really? Okay, we'll let her go for it. 12, forward. 13,
0: 14, I'm, 15, 16. I'm still
1: here with you while she counts, okay?
0: 16 or 17, not 20.
1: Okay, right. So 16 or 17 months, we're therapists. We are talking 17. to people at least four to five times a week. And we are trying to juggle our own thoughts and feelings containing other people's thoughts and feelings you are running a business. I am starting a business. Then we have our personal lives. Yeah, it's been a lot. I think it's starting to hit me now. I think in month 17, 16, whatever, it's starting to hit me. Um, I got a call this week. My brother and his wife had COVID. Um, they are both vaccinated, but they got COVID. Um, mm-hmm. They live in Florida. Florida's numbers are up 495%.
0: Oh, there's the percentages. There's what are we up in New York?
1: Uh, I don't know. We're doing pretty good in New York. I am I don't going know. to Alabama. We had COVID here. I in did a not week. have
0: it. But right. COVID so, happened here. It was not pretty either. And he's vaccinated.
1: And so I think that, you know, just thinking about that. And for me, the thought of going through what we went through last year, again, it's starting to get a little scary. I hope that we don't get back there. I don't think we will as a city, as a state, because our vaccination numbers are pretty high. Um, no. I think we've had over nine... I forgot the number. I'm, yeah, I think it was like over nine million people was vaccinated in New York City. But
0: I know in New Jersey, the number is really high of vaccinated people. I don't know what the number is either. I don't think we're going to go back to where we were before, but I don't think... Of course think, not. I mean, he was really sick. It was interesting because we did... I, at first, didn't think any... I w didn't really I didn't think COVID because he's vaccinated. Right. And then I was really upset. Like I was really I was I was very scared. Uh he's fine. FYI. Like there was like the PT I guess it's PTSD, the trauma of it. Like I was like anything could happen. Like yeah. I and uh I'm glad that he's okay. I'm glad that it's over. Another good friend of ours got got a positive test. Also, mm-hmm. he was a little, he was under the weather, but he wasn't like Jeff was.
1: I don't know. It was weird. Well, it's about our clients who some of them are now coming back into the office to see us. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we have referrals coming in people are interested in seeing their therapist in person now, yeah. and I'm wondering, you know, we have plans to fully be back in some capacity in September, depending on how things go in the summer, I wonder if that is going to change. I'm thinking about the therapist and also our clients and what that's like. And are we ready to kind of be in that place where we're always in fear and constant fear, where our anxiety is super high? Maybe, of course, not like it was before, but what happens? Because a lot of businesses want people to go back to work in September. And I'm hearing a lot of people say, "I'm not ready,
0: yeah, there's a lot of people that are I mean, schools are mandating, yeah right you have mm-hmm. to be back in person. and I don't know I, it, it's such an interesting place to sit, right? like as an employer and having these conversations, like, do you mandate people to come back and what what happens if you do, and people don't want to come back then i I mean, it's just. Or they're not ready or they're not sure or and it, what's <laughs> I'm finding what I am finding interesting is because of my training, mm-hmm. I'm living in both parts of it, right? Like listening to the push and pull of the patients wanting to come back or not come back, the therapist perhaps wanting to come back or not come back, but also hearing like other industries are like nope mandating yeah. you have to come back um, the city
1: of new york has mandated their employees back i have a friend who works for the city and she's pretty high up and um i think they have her in hybrid right now they mandated yeah. them back in may so she's like three days in two days home something like that or the other way around i think about the resentment that comes oh, right there's like resentment there's resentment towards sh- the employer for right? sure <laughs> oh yeah Trust me. And what does that do to the relationship? And what does that do to productivity? And I don't know if people are thinking about that, right? Because we have proven that we can be super productive at home, right? Work can still get done. So is it about, especially like New York, is it about like, I'm paying all this money and rent for this space? You should be in it? Or like, what is it? Or are we telling people it's time to face your fears? Things are different. They will go back to normal. Like, what are we pushing here? What's the message?
0: Right. And I don't know that things need, really have to go back to normal. And the message, and it is an interesting message, right? Like the, from uni. I know, just like thinking of it, because we've been in conversations with a university that um, is mandating their staff back in the fall. And it's, there's the conversation around tuition, like paying for tuition and being in should person be and like what you should <laughs> You should like show up and be like, be more productive. And like, maybe we're working better. Maybe we're working better at home, but are we educating people as well from home? And that is, uh, that's going to be a conversation. I mean, that's just a conversation. And so it sounds like most schools, universities, colleges, K through 12 are in person. But like, as far as like our work and what we do, there's, there's a lot of conversation about what's effective and what isn't effective, and if Mm -hmm. telehealth is as effective as in person. For the most part, I I mean, I want to say yes, but there is that nuance of being in the room with somebody that's really, it's just special. It's a special relationship. So I don't know.
1: I'm open. I like
0: both. I I like both.
1: both. I, i You know, there are days when I'm glad that I don't have to go out and commute, right? Especially for me as a New Yorker, my commute is a train, that is filled with people, <laughs> you know, and it's not that clean. And, you know, and I think that, you know, our, there's a mental health crisis especially in New York with our homeless. So the things that are occurring on the train, the violence that is happening, I have to be like hyper vigilant on the train now because we've had so many incidents of violence, right? So we're dealing with so many pieces. I can see why so many people are like, I'm just not ready. And they're like, if I come see you, I don't know if I want to take a Uber all the way downtown, Ednisha, from where I live. You know, the train would be better, but I'm not ready to be on the train.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, started to take public transportation too and it is it's my biggest thing about it is i feel safe i'm exhausted i'm exhausted by the new commute i the old the new old commute like (laughs) getting up getting my act together getting out the door i'm in both locations right now i'm in the office in new jersey and in the office in manhattan and i do that a couple days a week and it just things are have just changed as far as like my scheduling (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i'm not i i I can over schedule but now i'm like oh right you had to factor in the commute time and the people that you're gonna run into and the different experiences that you're gonna have that you didn't have because you were just home either by yourself or with your people it it was just it was a smaller smaller life which is both which is good there was i didn't like i kind of liked it for a while and then I would get frustrated i guess you get frustrated
1: on either side i think that i'm when i do the commute i'm realizing i don't know how i did this every day right like the how tired that i feel right It Mm -hmm. it feels like it takes so much energy for me to do it now but that was my regular and so i start to think was i truly moving too fast before right like or did i just have more energy than i do now do I have more on my mind? So things feel a lot heavier. So it takes more for me to to get dressed, put my makeup on, get to the, um, the office, you know, do the thing, come back home. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm surprised sometimes. I'm like, how did I do this every day? This feels very tiring. Or maybe it's just because I haven't done it in so long. Well, I feel I like, how did I do it?
0: I think we're tired. I think that we're not as a collective group, the collective experience of the trauma that was is because it's not over right the pandemic i mean it is even when we think back to and i know we've talked about this a nauseam the pivot of coming into the like leaving the office and coming back home like that was exhausting really hard in the central nervous system really hard in the body really hard on the synapses reprogramming yourself to make new habits to do new things which were simple things but like we're asking ourselves to relearn again in a very short period of time. there What's is a- like when
1: you're being mandated to relearn again in yeah. a short period of time. I mean,
0: we were mandated to stay home and now to be mandated to go back to work, which is again as an employer, which is why i'm i' I'm open to the various schedules that will that are being presented to me mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it is. I mean, this is going to be an individual experience. And if as mental health providers, we can't acknowledge the individual experience of each therapist, then how can we do it for um, our clients? Um, And as I'm going through my own caseload and I'm looking at the individual experiences of each person and like who I'm really like, it's really important for you to see me in person because of whatever the history, whatever this, that, and the third is, and working with them to get them in the office. And what that experience is like for them and talking about it and i know you had an experience recently of meeting a person for the first time and and some people i'll never i'm never going to see in the office again and that's okay
1: and it felt really good i think for me i have a lot of first timers you know to therapy they've never been to therapy before so there had been conversations over a video like so what does your office look like anisha you know what i mean like and so for them to actually be able to come in and like oh this is such a comfortable space. They're like, oh, you like have a couch. I'm like, yeah, you can lie on it if you want, but you don't have to. (laughs) Um, And so I think that there was this comfortability, you know, but also I said to my client, I said, let me be clear today may feel very different from our Mm -hmm. other sessions. Right. And it might take you a little while to kind of get into it and to kind of feel comfortable with me because you're actually sitting with me now. And she was like, it's interesting that you know so much about me and I had never met you in person. And, but that also shows that we can trust, right? In ways that we probably thought we couldn't trust. So she didn't need to actually meet me in person to trust me and to be willing to allow me to play such a huge role in her life. I think it's good because insurance companies now know that telehealth works, Yeah. right? And you guys should pay for it because it works and it's needed. There are a lot of people who can't make it to us. And so they should be right. able to still get the help that they need from, the, from, from their homes. And so I am in some ways, you know, there's a lot of positives that have come from this. And I think for me, especially as a black therapist, for me, the positive was there are so many people of color now coming to therapy because they're yes. realizing that like this shit is hard and I shouldn't have to do it alone. Right. I'm not alone. Right. No. like I can reach out to someone and i think people are prioritizing their mental health also because as a country we are talking about it more because we're realizing the impact that COVID has had on people But are we really realizing it because now we're like come back to work right now right like you've been through all of this now come back to work right now well the
0: right the message that mental health is is important and you have to take care of your mental health is out there yeah and then there is and the spin in organizations, and I know like startups or like the more progressive organizations have already always had some sort of I'm thinking of Google, right? Like they have mm-hmm. like an on staff clinician or like they have wellness woven into the culture. But it, it the push is to be more productive. It's not to take care of yourself, like take care of your mental health so you can do more for us. Take care yeah, of your basically. mental health so you can do blah, 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 blah. In this particular time, it's, really about taking care of your mental health so you can take better care of yourself.
1: Monkey has visited
0: us now. Uh, We'll we'll see for how long. (laughs) Monkey's got a lot to say today. It's been going on all morning. He's been in some interviews. He was in a session. He was about, he was going to show up. So he's here. We've all heard him. We heard his voice. He'll be back.
1: Yeah. I think that that has been the message, right? Mm-hmm. We want to help you take care of your mental health so you can be the best that you can be for us not yeah. so you can be the best you can be for you and for your family, right? And for the mm-hmm. things in your life that are important. I think we are such a culture of work. Work is like our lives in the United States. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. we don't take off, you know, thinking about us doing a podcast, right? So like the podcast has become part of our work schedule. You know what I mean? This is something that we do. We haven't taken off for the summer because- The only people in the United States that seem to really take off for the summer are our teachers and, and, and the students, right? But everyone else continues to work. When do we get our siesta, right? Like when? Well, <laughs> when do we get that time? I
0: mean, you know that Paris, You know, France is one of my favorite places on earth. I mean, we should. I we should take we should take August off and spend it in the south of France.
1: If you ask me. But I think that there's so much guilt and shame. In, uh, in the United States, in a work culture around taking off. So, you know, how many people leave like vacation days on the table every year?
0: Listen, I have two old school analysts in my back pocket that uh-huh. I see, that I've been seeing forever, and they take all, every August off. It's like in the culture, and I still can't do it. So I think it does have to do with my own... <laughs> It's my, I mean, baggage is the only word I can think of. (laughs) I'm Ah! on
1: therapist. It's my baggage. I know, it's like, (laughs) oh,
0: right. But, you know, we're talking about work-life balance. And I'm definitely, we talked about this earlier when we got here, like tired because I overbooked my morning. And considering we record this in the morning, that means I've done a lot today. Even just me like managing my calendar better like i looked at my calendar yesterday for this morning and i said did think to myself there's no way i'm going why happen." the
1: question was why did i do this <laughs> why did i do
0: it why did i say okay right like i knew that i wanted to get two of the two of those appointments i wanted to see them this week so that we could move things forward like knowing that boundary for myself i chose work over my own like rest Mm -hmm. like and i knew i was going out last night Mm -hmm. hung out with you yeah and i know that i'm going out this tonight i'm very busy i feel and i'm already like exhausted
1: I (laughs) (laughs) i think sometimes thinking about what we have to do makes us exhausted yeah,
0: like I have a really fun like girls' night out. Get tired before you even get and I'm there. <laughs> like I'm like, oh no, don't I get a nap? Like when I get there, can I take a nap first? Like I don't, I don't know. We like, don't
1: prioritize rest.
0: No, and we should,
1: and we 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 really need to because it makes people feel. I feel guilty sometimes when I take a nap during the day. i gotten better at it though, of course, because I know I needed it. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Don't up. make fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen, guys. I'm not making when we fun. I'm not office, making fun. Diana would roll around to my office and I would be on my couch with a blanket sleep. Napping. Just, just napping. I, mean,
0: I am trying good. to you be, be the best
1: therapist I can be for my clients. You can nap anywhere. So I 20. need a nap at two o'clock. If I have no one, if no one is coming in between two and three, I'm asleep. That's just the rule of thumb now. Yes, I have to write notes. There's other things I need to do, but I'm going to take a nap because that person who sees me at three, they're gonna appreciate that I took a nap from two to three.
0: Well, I love that you take the nap. I can't lie. I wish, it, I mean, I have, I've been known to take a nap on that couch in my office too, but I don't nap. I haven't, and I'm a good napper. Like Saturday afternoon, four o'clock, couch. out. <laughs> Out four to five thirty out, and that like that nap on Saturday from four to five thirty, like goes back to being a bartender, <laughs> shock girl. I was like Saturday night work until four a.m. I'm taking a nap right here four to five thirty. We blocked it off. I would wake up, watch Highlander, and I would get dressed. I would order some Chinese food. I would get dressed and like get my super soaker. So that this I was could-
1: Diana's life before she yeah. became a therapist.
0: <laughs> Way before. <laughs> Um, and so i like, I have that built into my schedule Mm -hmm. and it's still there. Um, during the week, I definitely find it harder. I for sure have been able to nap more working at home because, uh, many of my sessions were taken in the bedroom. Right. So I would just like crawl across, take a nap, crawl back out. And it was nice. And you do kind of lose that when you go back to the office and you're commuting. And like, we are alone in our offices when there's no patients and we can close the doors and we can turn the signs around that says shh in session and like take a nap. I mean, who's going to be the wiser? Unless they're right. looking at your calendar like I do to make sure that you're <laughs> napping. Like, Hello.
1: <laughs> but I just think that there's some guilt that comes with taking off, right? You were saying that, you know, you have your baggage which is why you don't do it. I'm not sure if I believe that people need me more than they really do as a therapist, right? Like I think that there's some guilty feelings around like I should be here for my clients. I know that I get that. Like I had that feeling like I should be here for people, but just recently one of my clients was telling me how she was thinking about how much should she tell me like how much should she lay on me? Cause she was thinking like, oh my God, Anisha has all of these other clients that's laying all their other problems on her. So maybe I shouldn't give it to her. Cause maybe, you know, it's too much for her basically. Maybe it's too much. And she was like, and then you told me that you went to therapy and I felt so much better. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but that's why I'm here. Right? Like, so right. you can give it all to me. So she was like, I would give it all to you in spurts a little at a time <laughs> because she was thinking about my mental health.
0: Yeah. Well, I also think that people, the thing about this collective experience that we were all having, Mm -hmm. and we do work with a more high functioning group of people, right? Like it is a private practice. We do. That is like the clientele. There was enough of an observing ego in the majority of everybody's cases that they did acknowledge that we were all going through this together. That was just sort of the thing. And like, at some level, they're like, wait a second, you, you you're human too yesterday i met with someone i hadn't seen since before the pandemic mm-hmm. and that was the, the very first thing was how are you like and like and it was act, a real how are you it was yeah. like and he but like he asked a series of questions about me and i felt that in the moment and i freely answer them we have a long history but uh i also Knew that it was important for him to know that I had taken care of myself so that we mm-hmm. could move forward, and then there was nothing about me for the rest of the session, obviously. But like that was important, but more and more people did ask over the course, I think, than have asked prior,
1: oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. I saw it definitely all the years I've been doing this, right? Like because they realized that we are all going through the same thing at the same time,
0: yeah. We were when every- does that
1: ever really happen? It doesn't,
0: no, it doesn't, it doesn't. You don't those shared experiences you don't know you don't know anything about your therapist right you don't know well you know something like you know you you get you get some some cues along the way but this particular thing there was no there was no getting around it every everybody was doing it you know what i think monkey wants us to take a break
1: (laughs) i think so too monkey wants something from you guys so we're going to take a break Break while diana tends to monkey we'll be right back
0: As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy, and if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of BeWell Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. BeWell is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to
1: online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, BeWell offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to eight four eight to get connected with a therapist today.
0: Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text well one word, B-E-W-E-L-L to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. And we're back. Monkey decided to come upstairs Be a little bit more quiet for the rest of the episode. He's over here tucked away, and you know, monkey's a little tired. And the other thing is the separation anxiety between me and my pet. (laughs) So I'm also bringing him everywhere where I go when I leave. Um, And I think, like, as we're talking about being back outside, and not back outside, or back to work, or our schedules are shifting. It's kind of I'm trying to look at like a what my priorities are. B, how to manage my time, and I know I don't know. Did I say it out loud? I know I said it behind the scenes. Like I manage my calendar. I let I let my calendar happen this morning. Like I, I why didn't I just like put a no, no, Nope. 15 minutes, like I need 15 minutes or something. But then I started talking to these two women and they were interesting and it went too long and then I couldn't figure out Zoom and like the technology piece and whatever. (laughs) And I had to have them call me. Like there were so many steps that normally don't happen that did happen. But I think like as we are looking at this next phase of this collective experience, what are some of the things we should consider as we merge back into a new old a pre post-covid i guess it's a post-covid life right like which is going to be different than the pre-covid and the in inside your house COVID. i mean it's a lot to do in such a short period of time
1: i for me i'm like start slow i i just feel like right now i go to the office once a week i'm starting slow yeah I think that you kind of dip your toe in the water, right? And figure out how you feel because you have to acknowledge the anxiety that's going to come with you returning to work. And you also have to advocate for yourself with your employer so they can acknowledge that you are having anxiety about coming back to work and have the understanding that you can't just rush me back, you know, full time. Like, I just can't do that. That's not where I am. And I think during this time, we are talking about our mental health more. So we should be able to advocate for ourselves more and say, yeah. hey, I'm not ready yet. And I just told one of my clients that the other day, why don't you ask them, what could a hybrid schedule look like for you? And you can't worry yeah. about what everyone else is doing because no offense, they are going to have to worry about their own mental health. If you feel like that's some, it's not something that you can do right now, or for some people who are taking care of parents, I became a caretaker, you know, in the pandemic, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. there are other responsibilities that I now have. So your expectations of me, Diana, I have to explain to you like, Hey, they may or may not be realistic right? And I know it's not always easy to talk to our employers in that way, but we do have to learn how to advocate for ourselves during this time because it's going to be so important. Like, hey, this is what I feel like I can do. Can we start off slow, maybe a month to see how I feel about the two or three days or whatever it is. So that's going to be really important to start slow and to be able to advocate for yourself and to acknowledge whatever anxieties or fears, right? Because that's basically the first comes the fear, then anxiety generally, and talk about it. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Talk about it with people. Talk about it with your friends. Talk about it with your employer. It's real.
0: Yeah. I think it's really important that employers shift their expectations. Like you can have an idea and it sounds really good in your head and you're like, this is the way it's going to go. And then like the reality of it is like, yeah, no, it's not going this way. I mean, I had to have like a big shift in my mindset about Mm -hmm. how I I saw things playing out and I'm okay with it. Kind of. Like I'm learning kind to sit with it, you know, kind of, sort of, Um, it, but there has, you know, and then there is also from the employer perspective, like there is, there is, there has to be, there has to be a rule. So everybody feels safe. Of course. And then there's everybody's, there's each individual's experience. So we're balancing all of that, right? Like and if you have multiple employees all of the, everybody's experience like everybody has a collective experience of being in the pandemic but everybody's experience of the pandemic is obviously different catering to each person's need is almost impossible but there yes. is a way to cater to the needs of the collective that everybody hopefully has enough freedom to be able to talk to whoever is managing them if they have a manager that they feel uh, comfortable with whatever the scenario is moving forward. And it's hard. It's hard to, and it, it could, it, I mean, for me personally, it is part of what's making me tired is like, like, I was (laughs) typing the other day. I was like, oh God, it's never going to end. Okay. (laughs) Like, but let's, let's write up another policy.
1: (laughs) So is it about also setting boundaries around like your time, your energy, right? Like you Mm -hmm. thinking about what it is that I need. Also physical distance, right? Like when you get back to work, you got to figure out like, okay, am I ready to hug people? Right? Like what, what am I, how, how am I going to interact with people? What's comfortable for me? And can I be able to tell people, Hey, This is kind of my boundary. This is what's comfortable for me for right now. But I am super excited to see you. I'm just not ready to hug you. So I just want to let you know. And I think it's going to push people to be more verbal for the people who may not be as verbal, right? I think a lot of my sessions is about communication and how to communicate your needs right now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I talk about that most of the time anyway. But there's a lot of people who don't know how to do that and they can get by without it, right? Right. 'Cause they're yeah. like, I'll be okay. But right now, you might not be okay if you don't communicate your needs right now.
0: Right. Might just be I'm, too much. Yeah. I mean, I I've said, Are we hugging? I, I so many times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not, are we hugging? What are we are we hugging?
1: And also is it about consent now, right? Like are we are we asking a lot more questions around like what's okay and what's not for people?
0: Yeah. For sure you know? we are hopefully we are and really being able to hold that boundary yeah um and it's hard i mean it's definitely because again it's you're going to keep running into different people's experience of like i feel comfortable hugging i don't feel comfortable hugging like that navigation Mm -hmm. um and also like you're rekindling some relationships in person that Mm -hmm uh, you haven't had in quite some time. And then there's going to be new people that were hired in your various organizations that are going to come in that you've never actually met in person. So you might be having this on screen experience, but in person it could be totally different.
1: And maybe getting, I don't want to say used to, but having an understanding that people may be showing up very differently on screen than they do in person. Right. And what is that like? And maybe trying not to feel rejected. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, Like, oh my God, like we talk all the time on Zoom and we have separate Zooms and we talk. And then when I see her, she's like, hey, right. And she's taking a step <laughs> back from me. And I'm like, well, what happened? I thought well, like, we had like this blooming relationship.
0: Right. And it's like, if we look, I mean, we can look at it in this way of like, when you have a patient who comes in and they're sort of new in the experience of being in treatment with you and all of a sudden there's they like flood. Yeah. And you get everything. You kind of know as they're walking out the door that they're going to cancel next week. Right? Like <laughs> like next week, you're going to get that cancellation because they're like, yeah, I'm just going to leave that with you. I'm going to just pull myself back together. I'll see you. I'm going to cancel. I'm going to give you the 24 hours notice because I'm only paying for this session. And I'm really going to see you in two weeks. That's unconscious right now as I'm closing the door behind me. You know, you'll play it out. But it's kind of like the same thing-ish. Like here, there's a bar- there's a barrier that you don't have when you're in person.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think that um, it's definitely going to be a really interesting time. I think one thing I've learned, which I, I got to get a better sleep schedule, because when you return to work again, like all eyes are on you again in a different way, right? Like when you're at home, you're kind of doing your own thing in, in so many ways. But when you get back to work, like I need to be present. Like, I need to be well rested. And right now, I could literally, like, roll, literally roll out of bed onto a session, especially if it's a phone session. (laughs) And people are, like, literally rolling out of bed right into the computer, right? Totally. And, And so we have to kind of prepare ourselves to be... I guess more prepared now. Like we have to pull ourselves together in a different way. Yeah.
0: I mean, for those of you who aren't fortunate enough to see Anisha in the office on Wednesdays, (laughs) I hear what she's saying right now. And so do you, (laughs) but I'm going to just let y'all know without the visual, if I can just pull it up for you, that there is not a question that she doesn't have her together when she walks in the door. Like she has pulled it together. (laughs) Case in point was this past Wednesday when I looked out and I was like, "Mm, I gotta go home and get it together. (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so you definitely have you get you can definitely pull it together for the look for sure and yes your sleep cycle is something that you've talked about well this is a little tease little tease for Mm -hmm. our health and well-being program that's going to launch in september so you can book an appointment with our new director of health and well-being and she can walk you through some yoga nidra and help you to go to bed i would love that yeah i really would i really would just a little tease just a little tease it's coming coming we're going to talk more about that in uh some upcoming episodes for sure liz is going to come back on the podcast and we're gonna we're gonna flush it all out flush out the program nice
1: Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about, can people think about reinventing themselves after COVID? I don't know. Like, can you just reinvent yourself and be whoever you want to be now that like you've taken like a kind of year and a half pause from people? Totally. I've done that. Yeah. I was like, you could get a new wardrobe. I don't know. Like you can just kind of do something really new because in some ways you are a new person. This has forever changed us. Yeah, for sure. It really has. For sure. So who knows who you're going to show up as when you kind of reintroduce yourself to the world?
0: Yeah, you definitely can. I'm going to tell you a personal story. Okay. So I was early 30s. Mm -hmm. I can't remember how old I was. When I went back to college, I had been living in New York and I moved back home with my parents. And so, which we can unpack that at another time, but (laughs) with that being said, I took myself out of my environment completely, Mm -hmm. right? I had been living in New York on my own for like 13 or 14 years. And then I moved back um, and I was going to finish my undergrad. And I would, on the weekends, drive into the city Hey, uh, stay with a friend of mine. I did that like once a month. Occasionally I would bump into somebody I knew. They were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to get my hair cut. So still get my hair cut in the city. So I <laughs> kept it like, like kind of instead of getting into the whole story of it. And then I moved back three years later and it changed my whole life. And it was really kind of incredible. Wow. My brother refers to it Diana 2.0. <laughs> 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 um, but you can I mean, I don't think I drastically cut my hair or anything, but I definitely, I mean, I was a different person. I was like, I had had many different experiences. I had like quietly dipped out so that I could finish college and come back and like Mm -hmm. be able to do things in a new way that I was. Been able to do before with a new confidence and a new sense of purpose and self so for sure I mean I think a lot of really interesting things happen to people during this time that were really positive and we don't always look at the positive part of COVID I think we talk about like the, grief the stress and, and the yeah. grief and the anxiety and the mm-hmm. fear and mm-hmm. all of that I mean that we we are, uh, you and I are sitting here on a podcast that is a success story of the pandemic. And so.
1: And we started it right totally. before the pandemic hit, like maybe we, a week before yeah. it started. And
0: we got some really great content and we were really able to kick it, to get, pick it up, keep it going. Jessica and we showed was, up. Yeah, we I showed think that's
1: up. really the piece. Like mm-hmm. we were able to show, show up, up every week.
0: Yeah. And we didn't, we didn't let everything that was going on outside
1: mm-hmm. of us
0: really impact us in a way that we couldn't show up for each- I mean, we showed up for the podcast, but we showed up for each other the whole time. And
1: we were showing up for our clients the whole yeah. time. Right. Like let's yeah. be clear. We never took a break. Right. Like it was, it, you know, we, I, I think that we had taken off like kind of sort of vacation or time off. We were present that whole time. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that speaks volumes. Right. But of course we both go to therapy as well. Yes, we um, do. Right? So it, it, was, it was really helpful. But it's interesting because now we are interviewing people because we're yes. looking for new therapists, right? Because some of our therapists, their lives have changed. That's true. In COVID. And so they moved, they're doing new things. They figured out like they wanted something different, which is a beautiful thing, right? Some people to different cities, right? They're like, I'm over New York, right? Like maybe I need sun, maybe I want to hike, whatever it is. And and they decided to move on. So we're looking for new people. And when I was, and I've been interviewing people and one of the things I was looking for in a therapist, yes, education is important, but would I want to sit in a room with that person? Yeah. That's a lot of what we do, right? It's having people feel comfortable with us and us being able to build rapport with people. Because you got to get people to trust you in order for the the magic to happen, right? Mm -hmm. For people to really kind of do the work to heal, they have to be comfortable with you. And so that's one thing that I've really been looking for. And some of the people that we've interviewed, I felt that. Like, I would want to talk to her. I would want to just sit and talk with her. It's something about her.
0: Yeah. It's a nice feeling. You'd like, you want to, you want uh, qualities in your therapist. I mean, I don't want to say that you, that they're like your friends, but
1: it's kind know. of sort of the friend that you pay who, <laughs> who has good boundaries and helps you to have good boundaries.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, friend, like therapist is the word, but friend, I mean, there's a, there's a warmth, there's a comfort, yeah. there's an energy that you're looking for. Yeah, I do. I, and I appreciate that that is one of the things that you look for. And the therapist, I did, I had, you know, I got to meet a couple of the candidates (laughs) this morning and they were, they were lovely. Yeah. I mean, what?
1: (laughs) Maybe we should talk about that in an episode.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. We should talk about that. I always wonder, I always wonder how, what people, how come people choose me?
1: Yes. That's (laughs) always a thing. Right. Because they see you like so, guys, what we're really talking about is in private practice, we are chosen. Right. Like the bottom line is that like so if you went to like maybe a clinic or another place to see a therapist, you just kind of get whoever they give you. That's kind of how it works. Like you come in and then here's your therapist, she just shows up or he and they introduce themselves. It's different in private practice. We have websites. There are places where you look to see it, you know, to find us. And it's like, oh, I want her. I want him. And so sometimes you're like, was it? What was it about my picture? And then we change pictures all the time, guys, because it's like, oh wait, I don't look like that anymore. For me, I'm like, oh, I don't have braids anymore. Oh, I have this. I cut my hair. I should do this. (laughs) (laughs) But we want to know, like, why do people choose us? And is that a question that we ask ourselves throughout our whole lives, anyway? Why do people choose me for friendships, for relationships, intimate partner relationships? Right? It's interesting.
0: I think if you are listening to this right now, you should let us know. If you would like us to expand on this topic,
1: yeah, Why I think it's interesting. Choose me. It's a good like question. It. it is. I think we should talk about it. We want to hear from you guys, but I also think we should just do it, Diana, because I kind
0: of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we hope you like it. Yes. Um. All right. Well, we're kind of at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jessica. We're hoping that you
1: guys are enjoying your summer. Well, and, was listening
0: and enjoying us sons guest as we like explore more about our profession together. Yes. Um. And Jessica, thank you for turning your screen on. It's time for the last hurrah. What do you got for us? Because we don't we haven't figured out how to end the episode with the two of us together. So give us a question. Throw it out there. Way to put me on the spot. Um, yeah. All I do That's is listen to you guys. I'll just regurgitate what Anita <laughs> said. But um. Hmm. Yes. If you had unlimited amounts of money, what vacation would you take?
1: Ooh. Ooh. Unlimited amount of money.
0: There's one that I want to take and now I can't remember where it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna to go to Thailand and I don't and I know it's not a very expensive place, right? But I think that um, maybe the things that I might explore because I have more money, possibly, I don't know.
0: Thailand is great. I went there four years ago, do it, do it.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about actually going to Ecuador.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, in September to go to the Galapagos Islands. I love it. I can that's see that's the turtles.
0: I do. I'm gonna live vicariously through you guys. <laughs> I have a kid, I can't do anything now.
1: I mean, you can strap that kid to your back and be like, all right, let's go. <laughs> Everybody's going, <laughs> the whole uh. family. <laughs> All right, Diana, where are you going?
0: How's
1: uh, <laughs> it so I, hard? I, I, he doesn't get it out.
0: Yeah, well, one, because I'm tired. And two, <laughs> where is the island? Oh, this is going to be complicated now.
1: Maldives. Where are you there going? we go. Maldives. Bora, bora. Maldives.
0: Okay. I want to go to the Maldives. That's the I one. thought
1: about the Maldives too. That's the
0: one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That's where I want to go. You want to
1: pay for that expensive hut over the water. (laughs) The really, really expensive one.
0: (laughs) I want to go down the slide into the water and then come out again. (laughs) That one. And I want to never have to leave my hut if I don't want to. That's the one I want to go.
1: I think that exploring Dubai with a lot of money would be different than when I explored it with like, you know, some normal stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh, that could be fun. Yeah. Maybe I was saying the Burj Khalifa. Yeah. Unlimited amounts of money. You know, we did way better with Jess's fictional money than we did with Don's money. We didn't really spend Don's money like we're spending. Oh, because we only had 24 hours. Jess has sent us away for as long as we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: All right, you guys. Okay, well, Thank I'm you go so much. i my
0: trip to the Maldives. So, okay. We're stop here. Yes. Uh, but wait. Stay safe stay safe
1: continue to wash your hands
0: oh my god Please. and continue
1: to socially distance yeah you don't know who wants you next to them that's it yeah
0: it's yeah. true and uh we're gonna stop here and we'll see you next week all right Bye. thank you for listening to the be real podcast stay connected to us and subscribe to be real wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are feeling it how about a five-star review if our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to BeWellPsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.